0: You are Locked On Rams, your daily Los Angeles Rams podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
1: Rams Nation, what is going on? As always, it is your boy, your host, Sosa Kremenjas, a fantasy analyst at PFF and your host here at the Locked On Rams podcast, your number one daily podcast covering the Los Angeles Rams and part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Before we dive into this episode, I wanted to tell you guys that NBA draft GOAT Chad Ford locked on NBA draft host, Raphael Barlow and locked on NBA host, John Corrales will be live this year covering the NBA draft. It's locked on NBA draft 2021 brought to you by built bar. Get local expert analysis on each pick, follow locked on NBA on YouTube today and watch our live coverage on July 29th at 7 PM Eastern. Now that we got that out of the way, Welcome to your Wednesday episode here at the Locked on Rams podcast. You guys know how we do Wednesdays around here. I got my guy Brad Modder on the other end. And today is a special day, especially for me, but for you guys too. This is going to be my first training camp as the host here at the Locked on Rams pod. And of course, with that being said, today is the official kickoff for training camp for the Los Angeles Rams 2021 season. Everybody is due to report to the training camp grounds today. And of course, we talked about earlier this week on the last few episodes, a lot of the players had already arrived. The rookies being there a few days ago, the quarterbacks as well, new quarterback, Matthew Stafford, some of the star players, as I throw up my air quotes there and Aaron Donald and guys like that. But now everybody is here. My man, Brad, I'm excited, man. Football is officially back. I know you got to be excited too.
0: Dude, stoked! And it kind of blew my mind there. This is the first training camp for you uh, as Locked On host. Like it's kind—I of, feel like now you've been doing it forever, so that's pretty cool. And and you're right, this is like what we've all been waiting for. And it's like soon it won't be good enough because we want live action football, but. Uh, Even just seeing the pictures come in from social media as the guys were arriving over the last couple of days, quarterbacks, um, you know, and rookies getting in first and then kind of getting the rest of the guys in. Uh, Just so exciting. This is what you all waited for. And, you know, when I used to live in L.A., trying to find a way to get down and and watch practice whenever I was allowed to. Uh, So this is the beginning of what we've been painfully going through all offseason I got to give you a round of applause and and some props because man you did a great job this offseason delivering five days a week so uh, I know I appreciate it as a listener so I know everyone out there uh, a lot of the hosts don't do five days a week in the offseason so so you did it so uh, appreciate you for all the content and keeping it going with great stuff through this offseason when there's not a lot to talk about so I'm excited to dive into this today and and talk some more Rams football.
1: Of course my friend I appreciate you for the kind words and You know, there's a lot to talk about. There's always a lot to talk about when it comes to football. And like you mentioned, I feel like, you know, as sports fans, we're a little bit spoiled because right now we're dying for anything football related. (laughs) And then if you ask in two weeks, it's going to be like, all right, training camp is boring. Bring on the games, Let's go. And then, you know, when the games come, it's all right, where's the playoffs? So, you know, in this episode, we're going to slow it down just a tad bit. We're going to dive into everything you need to know about training camp. Talk about some things that we find interesting going into this camp for the Rams, You know, storylines that we're going to be looking out for that we think are interesting, of course, Uh, even positions to look out for. Maybe if there's any positions in general that we're going to kind of have our eyes glued on, expect anyone to step up, maybe someone to lose a job. I don't know. We're going to talk about it all on this one. So we're going to begin with the first part, and that is the storylines of interest to us here. Of course, there's many different angles to take here. I mean, you got a new quarterback in Matthew Stafford for the first time since 2016. Those first I want to say it was. Eight games since Case Keenum. I mean, that's a long time ago. That's nearly, you know, five, six years ago almost. So, been a long time. There's the new quarterback angle. You got a lot of these new players, of course, some coaching changes, things like that. I'm going to kick it to you first, Brad, and then we'll kind of go back and forth. Uh, When you look at this camp period, whether it be based on the personnel, maybe the coaching staff, or anything, you know, even COVID related or the new stadium related what is one of the storylines that you think is going to be interesting that you kind of want to look out for in this camp period?
0: Well, the great thing about uh, training camp is it's really a fresh start for a lot of players in a lot of positions, right? Outside of the Aaron Donalds and the Cooper Cups and, you know, the Jalen Ramsey's, those guys that are cemented where they're at. Um, We've got a pretty good understanding how this roster is going to play out, but there's those storylines that are always going to come up. Who came into camp in shape? Who's looking good from the offseason, who put in the extra work, who's going to, how's that offensive line going to play out? And I think that's what I get really excited about in the early days of camp. And uh, shout out Jordan Rodriguez of The Athletic, because she always does a really good job. But, you know, a couple of the players that we haven't talked a whole lot about lately, and she kind of did a couple notes on it. One of them being Ashawn Robinson talking about him coming in at his weight goal of 308 pounds, which by the way, what a beast, 308 (laughs) pounds. So, so you know, all about weight and trying to get rid of pounds. Can you ever imagine 308 was your goal weight? Um, That is a large man, but just saying that he feels different, lighter, faster, everything feels more fluid. This coming from a guy who uh, really, you know, lack of a better term, felt like a disappointment last year, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, off-season guy, acquisition, didn't play uh, a whole lot, had kind of, you know, some injuries, some, you know, health issues, things like that, came back late in the season and, and just kind of was was there, right? So for him, this yeah. is a big opportunity on that D-line um, to be a part of a defense who everyone thinks is going to be a really good defense. So stuff like that is the stuff that I'm really getting excited about. The people that we haven't heard a lot about where have they been in the offseason? What have they been doing? And did they come in ready to compete at a position to try to get on the field? Um, one more guy that I think that is is kind of exciting um, that we haven't given a whole lot of love to. And as we talked about these offensive weapons, Van Jefferson, a guy coming into his second year, how is he going to take that next step? Uh, he had mentioned that him, Robert Woods, Cooper Cup, and a few other guys, I've already been getting in some throwing sessions with Matt Stafford at the Rams facilities before camp. Those type Love of that. bits of news exactly that we haven't really been hearing a lot about. You think, Oh, what has Stafford been doing? Has he just been hanging out in Mexico with Sean McVay or is he <laughs> out here working? And to hear those things get you excited already. And it kind of, Makes you feel good about, you know, trying to move on from that Cam Akers news that, hey, we've got a ton of weapons. Not to mention the brand new guys in the facility, uh, Deshaun Jackson and Tutu Atwell when he gets back uh from the COVID list. And, you know, they are stacked. It's one of these offenses where a lot of teams around the NFL. If they lost their starting running back, they'd start going, oh, man, here we go. Let's, you know, where are we going to fit in this division? And it's just kind of mm-hmm. next man up with the Rams with the offensive firepower they have. So those type of things are the things that I'm looking at early days. Um, The storylines outside of what we've been talking about this whole offseason.
1: Yeah, I love all those. And of course, you know, there's gonna be a lot of camp battles to look out for. We know that whether that's the nickel cornerback position, we've talked about that or inside linebacker or edge rusher. So many of these spots that are undecided and not just for the Rams, for a lot of teams around the NFL. But one thing that I'm particularly looking out for, And I don't know how much of a gauge we're going to get of this in training camp necessarily, but what is the leadership going to be like Mm. for this team, right? Because we talk about the Rams as a potential Super Bowl member or, you know, one of the best teams in the NFC. And I think, you know, if you asked everyone what their thoughts are on the Rams, the majority of people would suggest that they have the talent to get there. The talent is not the issue. I think one of the other factors that may be at play here is... You know, who's going to lead this team when things get rough, you know, when you need a rebound week, when you maybe disappoint and you lose to, say, the New York Jets like they did last year, who's going to get them right or in-game adjustments, right? Because things are not always going to go great for you. You need someone who's going to pick you up when you're down or you know, get you throughout this season because it's a long season, man, especially for the rookies who are not going to be used to playing 17 games, plus however many more they get in the playoffs. And that's not just them. I mean, nobody in the NFL has played 17 regular season games because this is the first season they're implementing that. So I want to see what's the difference going to be in the coaching staff. You have a new defensive coordinator in Raheem Morris we know he's a very talkative and you know loud coach and he's obviously funny he's got a very good personality can he be a guy that you know differs from the former defensive coordinator in Braden Staley you talk about some of the personnel losses you lose John Johnson who not only was an elite football player but the guy who actually called the plays for the defense who's going to take that role is there going to be somebody else that can step up and line everybody up properly. You look at another guy on the defensive side of the ball in Michael Brockers. He was with the team since 2012 when he was drafted in the first round, you know, an eight, nine-year player with the team. No longer there, of course. He got traded to Detroit. Can somebody else step up and fill some of these voids? That's kind of what I'm looking at. We know in training camp, you're going to hear a lot of coaches barking throughout practices and players trying to get everyone picked up because nobody's coming into this thing 100% in shape. And, you know, throughout the years, we've heard a lot of players talk about how training camp is just gruesome and really hard and because these guys are getting conditioned and trying to get prepared for the season. So there's going to be a lot of times where guys are down, guys need that extra boost, guys need that little push towards the finish line. And so I'm really interested to see not just from a personnel basis, which is, of course, always going to be the most interesting thing when it comes to football, but. Can somebody separate themselves as a leader for this team? We know Sean McVay is going to be there. We know some of the other coaches are going to be there, but you got a new special teams coordinator, new defensive coordinator. You're going to have a new play caller on the defensive side of the ball. And so I'm just really, really interested to see who's going to separate themselves in this regard. Who's going to step up. And you know, this kind of leads into the discussion Who might be the team's captains going into the season? Because every year they ask these guys, the players to vote on who they want to be representative as a team captain going into the year. So very interesting. You know, obviously we're going to dive into more of the personnel talk. That's always going to be number one here, which players to look out for, which positions are interesting to us. We're going to dive into that in the second segment. I think Brad and I might overlap on this one, but we're going to see because There are a lot of positions up for grabs when it comes to this team and just more positions in general that are going to be fun to watch when it comes to this training camp period, which we're going to dive into in the second segment. And while we've got you here, make sure to come connect with us on Twitter for all the coverage you need on the Los Angeles Rams. You can find us at QB's MEP, at LA underscore Rambling Bear, and at LockedOnRams. The NFL season is right around the corner, and if you guys are into betting, I urge you to check out one of our sponsors for today's episode called Bet Online. If you guys are looking for season long odds, you know, who might win MVP, who might make the Super Bowl, all of these different types of odds, you should check out Bet Online. They have so much more than just that. They have you covered for all your odds and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, UFC, MMA, and of course the NFL. Before the next snap, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for the 2021 NFL season. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Welcome back to the second segment here of this opening training camp Wednesday episode of the Locked On Rams podcast. And Brad, we're gonna pick up right where we left off prior to the break. And we're gonna kind of pivot away, you know, from some of the storylines, which I guess is maybe similar to this segment here, but I wanna take a look at some of these positions that are gonna be up for grabs, maybe or just positions that we think are going to be interesting to watch in general. Like, for example, the quarterback. We all know (laughs) the eyes are going to be glued to the quarterback, and deservedly so. They are for all 32 teams. Never mind a new team, you know, like the Rams that has a new quarterback for the first time in many years, and a guy that I think just has a lot of allure about him. You know, Matthew Stafford's a little bit quiet. He carries himself like a professional But it just feels like there's something else to him that we don't really know about just yet that Lions fans kind of felt because he was there for so long. But it's like it's sort of like this mysterious type of thing where he's quietly confident and he knows when to say things and he knows how to always say the right things. But of course, the quarterback is going to be fun to watch. We want to see how he's going to carve up the defense or, you know, is Jalen Ramsey or someone on that side of the ball going to get the better of him? And uh, that takes us into these positions to watch now. I think, you know, we might overlap here, but we'll see. We haven't really talked about this, but I'll kick it to you first. Is there any positions or any players in general that you're just very excited to see, whether that be a first time player for the Rams, maybe a rookie or, you know, maybe just a position that might have a lot of competition going into camp here?
0: Yeah, and just to kind of touch on that quarterback position, and you mentioned kind of Mm -hmm. leaving segment one about who's going to be that leader. The the quarterback is that natural leader position. You said it, you know, how Stafford's done it over the year kind of quiet, humble, but confident. And the big question of, you know, can he win a playoff game? It's going to be exciting to watch him take that same elements that he's done in Detroit, but with this high-powered offense, with a defense behind him. I don't think anytime in his career he's had a top 10 defense so to throw a defense with him to be able to see what he can do is going to be really exciting and watch how he takes ownership on that side of the football right we lost a lot of players Mm -hmm. on the defense especially including the coordinator like you mentioned so that's going to be interesting to watch see how that side of the ball but i think we're in. Really good hands, and we are in good hands on the other side of the ball with the talent, but with Matt Stafford coming in and being able to be around a lot of these great leaders. So that should be exciting. I'll stick on that side of the ball as I'm talking about this because this story kind of came up. You touched on it the other day when you were playing some of the press conference clips and talking about what Sean McVay talked about, but he wasn't willing to go the distance to say Austin Corbett was his center. And I saw Austin Corbett talk to the media today, and he kind of – Not in a, you know, fighting back way, but kind of saying, I'm confident in myself to be able to go win that position. But McVeigh really said it more as like, well, maybe we want him at right guard. You know, maybe we want him there instead of. You know, it really depends on how this whole thing comes together. So that's what I'm going to be really watching because I think it was a few weeks ago when we started really looking at this. We had a pretty good feeling how it's going to, you know, line up together. But as we get to camp, things can be shifted around. And we've seen with Cam Akers one injury uh, during this time and everything uh, goes back to the drawing table. So really curious to see who ends up winning that center position, how that affects uh, the guard position and really who fills in on that interior O line, because that seems like out of the five positions, those three interior spots is really what can kind of be shifted around. Cause right, Andrew Whitworth is a lock, Robert Havenstein, right. pretty much a lock on the right side, unless something crazy happens, including one of those injuries. So, um, mm-hmm. where do the rest of the three go? That's going to be probably one of my big, uh, focal points. And then really just how the timeshare is in the back half of that defense. I mean, you talked about it. He's got names for days, from cornerbacks to, you know, in the slot to uh, safeties. So how – is he going to divide that up? And when will we truly know? Because we thought we had a pretty good idea uh, going into last season. Uh, and then we started to see Fuller get more action. There were some injuries that kind of happened, but uh, really excited for Jordan Fuller. You talked about who's going to be calling the plays. He might be in his second year. And and when I was, this brings me back to, I remember being the host and and I probably said it, you know, 900 times and I'll say it again. And I feel like I always <laughs> added in uh, extra years every time, but one of the only three time, Uh, team captains at Ohio State probably felt like eight-time team captain this guy knows how to be a leader would not be Mm -hmm. surprised if he gets the green helmet on a sticker to be the communicator for the defense uh, because there's still some question mark at middle linebacker and if that's going to be a rotating spot do you really want you know to keep rotating who's calling the plays you want somebody that's going to be in there play in play out Um, I could see that being Jordan Fuller but So much to watch on this team as we get into the early days of camp. Yeah, I absolutely love that. And I agree
1: that Fuller might actually be that guy. It would make a lot of sense, probably. And, you know, I think, obviously, I agree with you. There's a lot of positions to look out for. And I'm going to pick one group, I guess, on the offense, one group on the defense to look out that are going to be interesting for me, at least. And I want to see the receivers. I mean, yeah, we're talking about training camp. There's not going to be, you know, fully padded. Let's smash each other type practices. So you're not really going to get a good gauge of how your offensive line or how your defensive line is going to look maybe not the running backs either because like I said it's not going to be full you know game on type of environment but the receivers these guys you're going to be able to tell who can separate Who's going to leave these corners in the dust? Who's going to be able to get open? Is anybody going to be able to pull down some of these nice grabs that we're seeing all over on Twitter? You know, CD Lamp pulling these one-handed catches. Jamar Chase doing the same. I want to see this group, man, because the Rams invest so much into this spot. You have Robert Woods and Cooper Cup, the two superstars here. But, you know, we know what they can do. I want to see the other guys. Can Van Jefferson, like you mentioned, take that next step in his development? Is Deshaun Jackson going to be the guy that we all know and love, you know, the, one of the most explosive deep threats ever, or is he the one that we've seen the last three years who just can't stay healthy? I hope that's not the case, but man, I'm so excited to see this receiver spot. We didn't even mention Tutu Atwell, some of the other guys there. I want to see how can they perform throughout these training camp practices because as we know, iron sharpens iron and... And they're going against Jalen Ramsey right. and Darius Williams and all these superstar talents there. So they ain't trying to be, be on nobody's
0: highlight reel right now. Even no. in camp. So that you're right. And and again, you mentioned it when you've talked about Stafford in the offseason. This is the first time in a long time he's had receivers that can get separation um mm-hmm. and and vice versa for these receivers. These finally um you know he they've got a quarterback that can throw in tight windows. So if they don't get that separation, they still get a chance to get a ball that's decent for them. So I got to imagine everyone on that offense is extremely excited. And then you're right. You got on the other side, uh, Jalen Ramsey licking his lips going, this is mm-hmm. how I get better every day. But give me a deep ball alert, uh, Rams Instagram, Rams Twitter. I needed a Sean Jackson, like 50-yard bomb to get me hyped. But let's not pull any hammies uh, showing off early because I want – Deshaun Jackson healthy week one. Cause when that man is in the ball game, we've seen it in the years past when he's healthy, he's a guy who can go get two, three touchdowns in a game, just like Daryl Henderson, his best ability will be availability. There is no doubt about that for sure. You know, those
1: corners are ready to go. You know, those receivers are going to be ready to go. And ultimately competition breeds, you know, an increase in performance for everyone. So this is good news. As long as everyone can stay healthy, like you mentioned. And then for me on the defensive side of the ball, I want to see, and you mentioned the rotation on the back end at safety, which is definitely going to be something to look out for. I want to see the rotation at edge, you know, because we know Leonard Floyd is the guy there. He's going to be the starter, the guy that's going to get 100% of the snaps and deservedly so. But outside of him, it is an open book. I mean, I personally thought Obunaya Okoronko was probably going to be the next guy up, but according to Sean McVay's comments, he sort of hinted that Justin Hollins may be that guy. And of course, Justin Hollins is one name to look out for. Obo Okoronko, the other Terrell Lewis, a third round pick who didn't have the rookie campaign that he probably wanted in terms of you know the production and the lack of health or availability. So a lot of names to look out for at that spot. And one of the more important positions, I think, when it comes to trying to you know build this good defense and trying to repeat their performance from last year, they can't rely on the secondary as much. They need to be able to continue to pressure quarterbacks, maybe create a few more sacks, maybe a few more you know, big plays in terms of the pressures leading to interceptions and things like that. And Aaron Donald can't always do it all on his own. You know, somebody else needs to step up at times. So that's going to be one that I'm definitely looking out for on the defensive side of the ball. But I feel like we could talk about these storylines and these positions to look out for all day. I mean, there was a bunch that we didn't even mention and that we're not even going to get to mention, but that's why they have these training camp practices. We're going to be looking out for a lot of these positions and a lot of these players to see who can step up and who can separate themselves when it comes to these practices, because a lot of these jobs are up for grabs. And you know that a lot of these guys are going to definitely be licking their lips, like you said, to try and secure some more playing time going into this season. It's going to do it for the training camp talk right now, but we're going to dive into our schedule breakdown series in the final segment. We're going to continue along with where we left off, which is week six for the Los Angeles Rams discuss their opponent in the New York Giants and what we think might actually happen in that game. So make sure to stick around for that as well as the lockdown Rams podcast here throughout the rest of the week, because we're going to continue to update you on everything you need to know about the training camp for the Los Angeles Rams. I feel like the fitness industry is incredibly confusing and designed to confuse and give us a bunch of BS that we don't really care about. All you have to really focus on is get those calories down Get some movement in your day and of course hit your protein goal we want to try to preserve as much muscle mass as possible which is why you guys should look out for built bar they have by far the best protein bars on the market i'm telling you guys they have so many different flavors you can really get to choose whatever you like and i'm sure they have something that you're gonna like i've really personally loved all of them and not only that the texture of these bars is unlike any other protein bar that i've tried on the market they're absolutely delicious They're healthy, they're low in calories, they're low in sugars, they have 90 grams of protein per bar and they're high in fiber and even work for you if you are on a keto diet. You'll even get a free cooler with your purchase while the supplies last. All you have to do is just go to billbar.com and use the promo code LOCK15 and you'll get 15% off your next order. Use the promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Biltbart.com. Betting on the NFL doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Locked on Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Locked on Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to the final segment here of this Wednesday special episode of the Locked on Rams podcast. I am your host, Sosa Cremenges, and I'm joined by my guy, former host, Brad Modder. And we put the training camp talk aside for now, which is hard to do because I feel like we could dedicate literally three right. episodes total to this stuff. So, you know, we got to zip up a little bit. We got to, you know, stay within our time constraints here. So uh, we can only work with so much time, but we're going to continue to do that throughout the next, you know, four or five weeks. So don't worry about that. The training camp uh, drama and coverage is definitely not ending here, but we want to pivot to the actual regular season and continue our schedule breakdown series here in this final segment. And we left off with the last episode in week five for the Los Angeles Rams heading to the Seattle Seahawks, a divisional rival And that is a Thursday night game, which we talked about being, you know, a quick turnaround after another division game against the Arizona Cardinals in week four. And I think we both unanimously agreed that that one was likely going to be a loss for the Rams, at least in our eyes. But week six is a little bit different. Again, you know, they are playing another NFC contender or maybe not contender, but another NFC team in the New York Giants Not so much a familiar opponent that they've played a lot of. They did play the Giants last year, so they have a little bit of familiarity, of course. And that was under Joe Judge and, you know, the new quarterback and Daniel Jones. They have some experience. So going to be interesting to see what's going to happen in this game. Unfortunately for the Rams, that road streak is going to continue for this week. They are playing at the New York Giants Stadium week six though it is going to be a Sunday 1 o'clock game Eastern, 10 o'clock for you Californians, which I'm sure most of you guys are. And it's going to be an interesting game. Like I talked about, the Rams beat the Giants last year, but it was a close game, a lot closer than I expected for sure. And, of course, my guy Darius Williams sealed it with that nice diving interception. I can't forget about that one. So that was an interesting game. The Giants didn't have Saquon Barkley. You know There were some injuries for both sides. Brad, when you look at this game, we both chalked up week five as an L for the Rams going to the Seattle Seahawks. They're going to continue their road street here going to New York, but luckily for them, it's not going to be a quick turnaround. It's going to be sort of like, as they call it, the mini buy because the week before they're playing on Thursday, which is the seventh. And then this game is coming in at the 17th. So a nice 10 days to actually relax a little bit and prepare for this next game. What are some of the things you're kind of looking out for in this game? And what do you ultimately think is going to happen in this one?
0: Yeah, you touched on a couple of those things. You you said Eastern time zone, uh, Western time zone. We're going to have to start learning what time zone it is out in Germany since you're a top 50 podcast out in Germany (laughs) right now, my friend. Uh, Shout shout out uh, Germany for uh, downloading the crap out of Lockdown Rams and showing some support. But that's one of the things I'm going to be looking at, right? You talked about the mini buy. How do the Rams rebound potentially off a – Uh, loss there like we both kind of uh, projected at that spot or they win they get that little mini buy. they come out the time difference is a little different mcveigh's done in the past where they head out a little early try to um you know get used to that time zone get some practices in on the east coast so just how they handle that is kind of one thing i'm looking at you mentioned how the game was uh really close last year really sealed with a interception that was a really ugly game. And if you think about the other Mm -hmm. game that we played uh, versus the New York team, which we lost the Jets think you actually mentioned earlier in this podcast, those aren't free games. Just going out there and just assuming that "Ah, odds, the Giants, that division's been pretty rough. They've been pretty rough. Um, Just look at where their team is coming together, right? Daniel Jones, one more year uh, mature. Everyone's still talking about he is the guy. People around him really believe in him. Saquon Barkley coming back from injury. Uh, Expect him to be You know, maybe not back up to form, but at least a really solid contributor of that offense. Uh, Kenny Galladay, they picked him up. Sterling Mm Shepard has been pretty much a monster over there. Uh, A guy that you were, you know, clamming for for a while, John Ross ends up on this roster. Uh, They got Evan Ingram, they picked up Kyle Rudolph. Uh, just looking at their defense, Danny Shelton, Leonard Williams uh, in the secondary, Jabril Preppers, Logan Ryan, Adoree Jackson—like they've got players on both sides of the ball at big-time positions. So this isn't the way that you just go out, oh, New York Giants, chalk it up as a win. <laughs> um, they're going to be competing in a really tough division. That, and when I say tough, I mean very. Um, everyone's kind of on the same par there, right? Maybe they're yeah. like there was the joke, oh man, that that division could barely get a, a winning record through in the playoffs. Um, but they're always playing each other really close, really tight. So they're used to kind of those really close battles and, and scratching for everything that they they need to kind of earn. So this isn't going mm-hmm. to be a all right, this is, you know, as we've kind of talked in the past, starting the easy part of the schedule. Uh this is a NFL football team. With a lot of great athletes, and probably a point to prove at this point, uh, lost the game close last year. They feel they can play with the LA Rams. I still see this as the Rams should be starting to click at this point. We've always felt really good about Sean McVay on the road, getting them prepared mentally to go, uh, business trip, go get a win. Uh, so I still like the Rams. I think they're a more talented team. But I still see this as a really close game. Again, on the road, uh, as we start to get further on, I know we got at least covid protocols and things like that but most likely fans in the stands maybe not at 100 percent, but the understanding you know as of a few weeks ago is that was going to be the case so we're back to kind of playing in an environment early game on the road all the way across the country there's a lot of things you can look at this game and go that might be a little bit tougher and maybe as we talked about a trap game for you know earlier in the season i think i call it a trap game with Uh, Arizona Cardinals. We had the Seahawks looking ahead. Um, This might be another one, right? Maybe we come off of a big win against the Seahawks and we're going, all right, now we got the Giants. All right, chalk it up, fellas. Um, Not the case. I think this is going to be a tough game. I still think I got the Rams, but uh, a little bit more juicier than I originally maybe have anticipated as I looked at this a little bit closer. I tend to agree. You know, I don't think the Giants are going to be a
1: great team per se, But like you mentioned, the NFC East, again, not a great division, but a lot of these teams are, you know, used to just like duking it out late into the season and being in it, even if it's only a seven and nine team that gets in or whatever, it's always been close. And, you know, you look back to last year, like you said, This was an ugly game for the Rams. I mean, they barely scraped by. And off the top of my head, I'm remembering that Cooper Cup 50-yard touchdown that was like a pure breakdown in communication for the Giants on defense where, you know, the Rams kind of just got lucky and scored. And I think that might have been their only touchdown on the day. And if it wasn't, it was one of two. So definitely not a productive day. And some of the names that you mentioned that are coming back or that have joined the Giants, man, they got a lot better. You know, you look at Kenny Galladay, a very good receiver. Seek Barkley, one of the best running backs in football. All these different names, guys that you couldn't even get to, like a first round pick in Kadarius Tony at receiver. Another guy that they added that's very, very explosive to that offense. And on the defensive side of the ball, the secondary, James Bradbury, arguably, in my opinion, the most underrated player in football and a top five, top six corner in football. Like we're talking about a very talented team. And I think they really did a good job at adapting and buying into Joe Judge's system, which we know he's one of those really hard-nosed, like, we're going to grind it out. We're going to, like, bite kneecap type of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to try to win games 10-6, and we're going to somehow get into the playoffs in 9-7 and seven and just beat the hell out of you. That's the kind of you know mentality that this guy kind of brings to the table. And I feel like they really bought into that last season, and we're surprisingly decent, a lot better than I expected. Right. So They beat the Seahawks last the season, year.
0: I mean, yeah. You talk about yeah, late in the season, they they you know beat the Cowboys, the very last game of the season to kind of make a statement win there. So uh, they've got people in that building that believe in what they're doing. And you mentioned it; I didn't even talk about Joe Judge, but hearing him on Flying Coach and understanding that he gets the the. The big picture of I didn't expect to come into New York and and change it all around, but I I really kind of put some blocks in place to kind of build a foundation. And this team is going to be, like you said, you know, maybe not a a winning record, maybe not fighting for a playoff spot, but they're going to make everyone that comes into their building really have to earn it. So, uh, but I like, and weirdly again, why I like where this is being played out um, as we talked about early in the schedule, getting some of the guys like, you know, seeing the bears early with some of the quarterback stuff and some of those, those early matchups. I like this too, because this team should be, you know, starting to pick up and, and starting to click. So this should be kind of the beginning of this team really coming together on the road even if it doesn't look like a big win you can mark this down as as a really big win for the rams when they do it and i will mark them down with a win i like that
1: and like you said you know we're about a month and a half into the season at this point we're talking week 6 the rams have to have had all their kinks worked out by now you know on the offensive side of the ball if for whatever reason they're lacking chemistry or the positions haven't gelled yet week 6 they have to be ready to go i mean this is far into the season at this point where You know, you've kind of worked out the kinks. You got to be at this point the team that you want to resemble in the playoffs. And of course, you know, things happen throughout the season. So I get that. But I agree with you. I think the Rams are going to take this one, especially if we both think that they could lose in week five, which we did project. You can't lose back to back. I feel like this team does a really good job for the most part at rebounding the week after a loss. I don't really know what the record is. That's just kind of off the top of my head. But. This team is good, the Giants. I mean, they're a solid team. I think they're gonna be hard to, you know, dominate. You might not beat this team by 30 or 40 points, but at the end of the day, I just think the Rams are more talented. I think they're a lot more cemented in where they are as a roster and as a franchise. And I just trust the Rams to actually win this game because, you know, you mentioned it. It's not necessarily a cakewalk part of the schedule, but this week, including the next two after it. That's where things sort of get a little bit easier for the Rams because we talked about the first three weeks. That is a gauntlet. And then week four and week five, you got the Cardinals, you got the Seahawks. Division games are never easy. Yeah, you might win by 20 plus like the Rams have against the Cardinals a lot of times, but it's never easy. These teams know each other well to the point where Little things are going to make the difference. You know exactly what that team is trying to do. And so obviously those first five weeks in general are going to be so tough for the Rams. Week six, that's kind of where it starts to turn around. And then I mentioned the next two weeks, that might be the part where you actually consider it a bit of a cupcake or cakewalk type of schedule where you're going to get the Lions in week seven. You're going to get the Houston Texans in week eight. You really want to take advantage of that three week gap or period in your schedule because After that, things once again are going to get really tough, and we know that late in the season, things are going to get very, very tough those last three or four weeks for the Rams, and you cannot afford to drop a lot of these games mid-season when you're trying to fight for a playoff spot, and your schedule is not going to be easy at the start or at the end. So I project a win for the Rams in this one, like you, not going to be a huge blowout win, but I do think it's going to be a relatively close one, but I do think that the Rams should be able to come out with a victory in this game. That is going to wrap it up for this episode of the Locked on Rams podcast. My man, Brad, as always, I appreciate you for hopping on. You know, that's always fun to get to dive into these episodes together. And of course, happy training camp for all you listeners. It's going to be fun to finally get to cover football practices and preseason games and joint practices with other teams because the Rams are going to have joint practices with the Dallas Cowboys, as well as I believe the Las Vegas Raiders. So kind of like a game simulation type of practice there. It's going to be plenty of content here at the Lockdown Rams podcast throughout the next month and a half. So make sure to keep checking back in with us here every single day. We're going to keep you guys updated on everything you need to know about who's performing, the injury statuses, and who might not be winning their jobs as they're supposed to. So just a reminder, you guys can come connect with us on Twitter at QBsMEP at LA underscore Rambling Bear, and at Lockdown Rams. And please subscribe or follow to get our latest episodes, content, breaking news, and a whole lot more.